but see, I have a vivid imagination. I'm going to do uh, improv. This is, I might be completely, Ready? I might be trashed by the end of this from sipping this imaginary cocktail. All right, well, let's cheers, cheers it. Oh, cheers, cheers to cheers. you. Cheers. 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 Thanks. Thanks. That's right. Gobble it like you're from Mayberry. <laughs> <laughs> You're now listening to Vibes, Moods, and Moves, a new podcast where we never stop asking the real questions and we never stop having the real conversations. Uh, as you guys who are now probably watching these shenanigans, welcome <laughs> to Vibes, Moods, and Moves with me, your host, Janae Jordan. And, um, yeah. ah, and I'm, ah. so, I'm so excited to um, be bringing you guys this. This will be the very first official upload of a video podcast. We will be doing an audio version as well as a video version. And um, it couldn't, it, it, it just, it's so, so appropriate that today's guest is the first out the gate. And I'm gonna tell you why, for one, um, for anybody who's known me over 20 years of, you know, working within the house music community and people who've known me before that, uh, know that I am, I am all for rooting for other women. I'm all for rooting for women who root for other women. And it's just something that's so important to me that we come together, we celebrate each other. And by no means is vibes, moods and moves only for us ladies, but because I know what it took for me to get to this point because I know where I've been and what my story is and we'll get into that on another episode I know how integral amazingly talented women have been in helping me develop as an artist as a businesswoman and just as a human being out here in this world now it's not to say I haven't had amazing men in my life but um, I'm gonna keep it all the way 100 it's been the women who have helped me tap on the doors, kick in the doors, put their foot in doors, and said, little sister, come on up in here. You know, you gotta hold your own, but I'll leave the door cracked for you. So to start off this uh, new phase of Vibes, Moods, and Moves with a woman who is not only talented, but is also about looking out for other women, bringing women to the forefront, working cooperatively with other women in entertainment, and has been doing so for what I know it's like over <laughs> two decades. It's it's over yeah. that for you. And she's taken it from standing on stages with superstars to keeping us laughing in some of the finest comedy clubs in the world, as well as a lot of you out there in Clubland know her from dance floors right there in New York City, such as the one for expansion. I'm honored though to just be able to call her friend and sister. And I'm so incredibly honored to have her here with us today for the very first official Vibes, Moods and Moves, full-blown Vibes, Moods and Moves episode. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Lori Summer. Hi. Oh, thank you. Hi, Janae, how are you? I'm thank good. you for that. That was, uh, um, I think, one of the most beautiful intros that I've ever had. Um, so thank you for that. I'm actually tearing up. My nipples gone hard and, uh, I'm like already all excited. And that was not from my potato in a jar. Let's have another toast. No. Um, yeah, let's do, wait, I gotta keep, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep the lid off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Cheers to you. There we go. I don't like that. Listen, I don't, I don't do it for the taste and the enjoyment of it. I just do it for the after effects. There That's what I like it, about it. it. You know, uh, it's like taking medicine. It doesn't have to taste good as long as it gets you where you got to go. Hello. That's the objective. Uh, but I, I really, I thank you for that intro. And, and um, you know, yes, I, I believe that I have worked for decades in, in helping women. Um, I, I've done it for men as well. I, I just believe that each one teach one and I believe that we can all make it right. you know some people have different levels of success 
but there's space for everybody at the table. And, um, and why wouldn't, you know, like I, I want to see other people shine. Right. I've, I've never been that kind of person, you know, even if I don't like you particularly as a person, or if you've done me dirty, you know, depending on that as well, but there's some people that have done me dirty in the past and I've still provided them opportunities because I believe in their artistry and I have to remove my personal from it and my ego from it and see who deserves to shine. And, uh, and I've just, I've always been that way. I don't know if it's because I was a bullied kid. Mm. So I went through a period of time where I, you know, lost all of my friends and, um, and maybe I was doing things in the early part, you know, to make people like me or, you know, like to, to, to become part of a clique again or something like that, because I had to learn over the time to not do things with expectation. Mm. And, uh, you know, like, I'm not going to do for you because I'm expecting you to do something for me in return. And I had to learn that lesson as well. You know, you learn that as you get, you know, like a nice finer wine. Mm -hmm. uh, but... I, but it was all about doing things out of the goodness of my being uh, as opposed to wanting something in return. You know, I, I think it's, I think that's an awesome way for us to even start. Like, you know, when we were talking before and I was saying, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm loving about uh, doing this is one, throwing out all of the, technically the rules of the road when it comes to like, you know, holding a formal interview, like I say in the intro, real conversations. That's what I want to do here. And I love that we just started this conversational and about something that I've been talking about lately. We've had these offline conversations too. It's like, there's room for everybody. Mm -hmm. And my thing has always been, and it's so weird listening to you talk because I can relate to so much of that, the bullying stuff and the, the knowing what it is to be put to the outside and having to work your way back in, you know, and all those other things. And it's so funny to me how we learn those lessons as children and then kind mm -hmm. of keep repeating them as adults until you get that, oh, wait a minute, you know <laughs> <All> what? <right. laughs> uh -huh. I'm gonna have to just accept, like, you know, I said, I'm I got to a point where I had to own that. You gotta accept that people are who they are, how they are, where you find them. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's, you're gonna click, sometimes you're not, and you have to just kind of go, oh, okay, I see who you are, and I'm not gonna hold this against you. You had your whole life of experiences, so I'm gonna take you where you are, and that either means we can work together or we can't. We're either friends or we're just high and by associates, but it's interesting how within that, we deal with that in our businesses where it's like, okay, I can either sit here and be all up in my feelings about, I don't really like the way you talk to me, or I don't like you shady or whatever. But bottom line is if I see something popping for you, I'm gonna give you those props. If I see yeah. so, uh, opportunity and I know it's not really for me, I have no problem going on my phone and calling someone else up and being like, yo, check this out. Or people will call me to vet other people. And I'll say, I might not have had the best experience, but you might go for it. That's a, that's a Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Exactly. A job. Go do exactly. your thing and I will support you, you know? So yeah. I, I got to ask because I know some of that I learned growing up as a kid in theater. Do you have that like musical theater, theater background and training or anything from back when you were a kid? No, I don't have any of it. Um, wow. uh, I, I didn't even have formal dance training uh, wow. in in the mid 80s you know we the, our parents used to you know like go someplace on a Saturday and for us it was the roller skating rink wow. and you know like when I got to that age where I could do that it was right when you know hip-hop was becoming what it was and there was break dancing and everything mm -hmm. and so we would go to the roller skating rink every Saturday and spend the entire day there and um, and people would be in the center dancing and people would be skating around or whatever. So, and I just, I fell in love with, with the music. I felt it, I loved the beat. I loved the rhythm. I loved the connection to it. I loved the artistry of it, the, the, the gymnastics of it, you know, of, of what you were able to do with your body. It was right. so, such a pivotal moment in my life. And um, so that's what I really, started doing I was just hanging out and you know I was like what well, I can pop oh what are you uh -huh. talking oh 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 don't even so you know doing the worm honey what I could still rock the worm it hurts but I'd do it oh wait that's um, a snake I don't know I don't know that yeah 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 <laughs> that that's a snake uh <laughs> but but that's where I started and I had my click 
And then within the, a year of that, um, my click, the leader of the click, all of a sudden didn't like me anymore. And she was a leader. She told everyone not to be my friend anymore. And so they didn't. Mm. And so I was a part of it. And then all of a sudden I was shunned. Mm. And I was then scared to go to school. So my mother and father put me into martial arts training because, you know, I wasn't going to train transfer school. I didn't want to go out like that where all of a sudden I'm not, now I'm not going. Mm. That wasn't in my spirit besides the fact that they couldn't afford, you know, um, a, a private school or a Catholicism, a Catholic school or anything like that. So their answer was putting me in martial arts. And um, so it was really, martial arts was really my foundation because mm. I was, it, it gave me uh, uh, an opportunity to create new friends. It gave me, of course, the discipline. It gave me, uh, I think martial arts is wonderful for any child. Um, but it was so, it gave me my friendships. It gave me discipline. It gave me something to strive for. It gave me confidence and it gave me a foundation to perfect something and to see what it takes to dedicate when to not a, how much energy you put into something and the mm -hmm. reward that you get from it. And, um, and uh, I mean, it wasn't like I was hanging out with anybody after class at first, discipline. you know, like I discipline. just, right. Like I would just go in, I would do, I would learn everything and, uh, you know, it disciplined and, and trained my body through calisthenics and, um, you know, uh, of doing all of the katas and, and kumite and competitions and, you know, in competitions now you're, you have a, a stage pretty right. much, you know, it's just you in the center ring when you're doing a kata, which is pretty much a dance routine, you know, if you look at one or the other and, um, and you're doing it in front of five judges and you're doing it with, you know, if, if it, people are looking, you know, like everyone is looking, right. So it gave me that to me was my foundation and uh and i loved it and i excelled at it you know uh, from a very early age and and because i was so disciplined and attention to detail and if i wanted to do it i wanted to do it and i wanted to be perfect at mm -hmm. it and i would you know that's i i learned that that you have to be a certain way and a certain feeling and everything and give respect at the same time and because of that, then I started assisting, assisting teaching. Okay. And then ultimately, so I, I've been a teacher since the eighties. Shut the door. I look great. That's um, good. but <laughs> age doesn't matter in it our doesn't world. Even it really, it's, 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 it's relative. No. It's relative. Uh, white cracks hard. Honey, you're not cracking. Let it go. Hard. I know because I dunk my head in coconut oil every day. <laughs> Not the coconut every butter. day. <laughs> if I look, no, coconut oil, honey. Yeah, one in the kitchen, one in the bathroom. So if I look a little oil, no, your skin that's is awesome. She's got great skin. Thank you. She really does. I really thank you. So I mean that that's that was my foundation, and then mm -hmm. you know once I stopped doing martial arts because there wasn't enough hours in the day. I was going to college full time. I was going to I was working full time. Mm -hmm. I couldn't dedicate to the arts full time. And I wanted to be a kid, you know, like I, I wanted to be a young adult. I wanted to go to the club that loved dancing. And then, so I had to make that decision. I also, you, you know, like the big dream for me back then was that I was gonna have my own school. That was what they wanted. That's what I thought I wanted. And the reality was I didn't. And I just wanted to dance in the club. And that was it. You know, it's so, this is the thing. I don't know. I'm, let me, let me, wait. Oh, oh, it's time? Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Wait, I got to do a refill. Because it's hot. It's hot. And I don't even have my light cast that close today. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah, I'm too young to be flashing. So I know I'm not flashing. It's hot up in here. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> we're not going I'm there. not ready for that. Yeah, don't, don't. Uh, we're not, we're not. Let's leave there. that out of the We're internet. not doing that today. <laughs> um, but you know what's so funny? It's like, I said this. Wait. Oh, yeah. That was it. Mm -hmm. Do it. Do it. Mm. Do it. Do it. Do it. So, you know, as I listen to you talk, one of the things that, that I think is just so incredibly cool, and I, I said this when we first got our intro, 
was I feel like I've known you forever and mm -hmm. I don't even know why. Like above and beyond just, you know, being, you know, I call us like the outer borough kids and you know, whatever. It's not that, it's something else. And so as I was listening to you talk this now, cause we didn't go over those particular details, which I am loving right now, by the way. Um, it's the whole thing of, I could relate to every single thing you said. It's like, you're like, we were living in parallel universes. Wow. And that's wow. what's so funny. It's like, you had martial arts. I had formal dance and theater classes in the city. That was my go-to mm, when the, queen, the little queen bee in the neighborhood were like, no, you don't have, in my case it was, well, you know, if I would go and do something, it was like, you just outshine me, you gotta go. And then, you know, the shunning. Why do kids do, like, where do kids even learn that? You know, that shunning thing. It's so it, cruel. I, I, you know, if I could just interject, I just, I really think that it, um, that they're not given that foundation of everyone can shine. Yeah. So I feel like there's, I mean, we're all just pouring our oats and who we belong with and who mm -hmm. we don't and who we vibe with and everything else. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like even with family or whatever, yeah. you know, you start yeah. to get your own way of thinking. And, and as a kid, you're so focused on fitting into a group and having your set of people. Right. And, but maybe you don't really vibe with those people. Maybe you don't have the same mindset. Maybe, so you're trying to force uh, uh, a square, square peg, peg into, a round, into a round hole. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like once people become intimidated or they see that you shine a little bit or they see something in you that they don't have within themselves. So it's an insecurity thing. It's an ego thing. And it's, it, it's lacking at home. And that's why I'm a big advocate for um, in our, in our school systems and within the curriculum, there has to be uh, a kind of um, class setting because you don't know that they're getting it at home where mm -hmm. it really focuses on, uh, and I used to work with an organization that did this and okay. it was so funny, I just reached out to her today, but it focused on um, creating purpose mm -hmm. and diversity mm -hmm. and acceptance and mm -hmm. understanding and empathy and you know, like all of those things that we're not teaching kids in school. I, you can teach them algebra, and I'm not saying don't teach them that, but if you're not giving them the foundations, you know, like they've taken home ec out of school, so kids don't know how to do this or whatever. Right, you know, and they're, they have the distraction of a phone because we as adults, we have that distraction of mm. a phone or a computer and, and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok now and all of this other kind of stuff. Think about it as a child. Like I would never want to be a kid in this day and age. I, mm. I feel so sorry for them that they didn't have uh, the upbringing that I had, you know, I really feel like we're the last of the Mohicans. I'm, I'm not gonna. And I'm gagging because you just said that. And for whatever reason, I grabbed this when I left out of my office studio. Shut. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, I had to take it apart and try and put it back together because I this could is not like figure my, it out. This is right. like my whoopee. I don't know what it is about this thing, but it's like my whoopee. And again, this is where. I, and they don't even know what Whoopi is. They don't, they know. don't know what a Whoopi is. They don't like, know. You know, like, they you don't know, even know who Michael outside. Keaton is. No, they don't know. I skin my knee. What we do is spit on it, wipe it off, and like get up and keep going. Like, yeah. there's so much. Okay, I'm trying to because, like, seriously, so you're freaking me out. You're, no, you're freaking <laughs> me out, which is great. I love when that happens with people because I really do believe that, um, you know, some of us, we just kind of come from the same little pocket universe and world and energy and we you know i feel like sometimes you're all like you're out on these different waves of whatever i'm not going to get all like esoteric and existential right now but what i think is so cool is one what you were saying about you know you don't fit in those areas it's like trying to force it and so for me like with you with the martial arts when i would go into the city with my little dance bag and all of my stuff and i get thrown in there with all those other kids we just came alive and it yes. was like, these are my friends. And so yes. I had throughout my whole childhood and adolescence, like I learned how to navigate local, but my life was getting on that train and going into the city, 
going on auditions, hanging out with my older cousins that were the ones that were going to the loft in the Paradise Garage and all those places and listening to their music. Oh. Going to my grandmother's house with my uncles who were playing hip hop up in the Bronx and I'm seeing it. I had this whole entire life that I would mute when I would get back to the neighborhood because it yep. was like, you know, don't talk about, you just went backstage at the tap dance kid. They're not gonna care and they're gonna think you're showing off. So just don't talk about it. They don't right. care that you just did a show or you got a pilot. They don't wanna hear it, don't talk about it. Just And I realized when I got out of, you know, probably my junior year of high school, I met a bunch of theater kids. And, and I was like, okay, here's another one of my tribes. I, I think the most beautiful thing and I find it happening more as an adult and definitely more lately, which is funny since we can't really go anywhere. Right. My tribe is showing up for me. Like you, you know, it's like other people, it's, it's beautiful because when we talk, our stories are all like oddly very similar. And right. I just think that speaks to what my belief system is about how we are all so connected. And some of us more so without even knowing each other's names and faces for most of our lives. Right. And, it, but there's something about the house music community. Now you and I were connected through Kat Rayala and, uh, who, I mean, uh, just bowed down just not for only her journey, but just her mm -hmm. as a woman and every, Ooh, Ooh, what just did something? No. Oh, I just knocked this out. I knew I felt something. I'm not tipsy. So, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But there's something about the house community because it it's more than just appreciating the music you know um it's it's a place where you can go and feel it at least for me you know it it is it became my therapy it became my church it became my social it became my family outside of my family mm. it became the place where i i really felt like oh yeah these are my people, but it, it's almost like in a little asterisk, like these are my people too, because right. I feel like I've created, not that I've compartmentalized, but I kind of compartmentalize and because I have so, I've done so many different things mm. that even falls under, you know, like the the umbrella of me, but in in the house music community, it, it just captured everything. To me, it was the truth. It was, the foundation it was rhythm it was ethereal it was speaking to god it was speaking to yourself it was that relation and it was that release you know that you the other people that you know that you just know that you're gonna smile there you right. know it you know like back in the day i i really started as far as the house community um was back in the early 90s going to sound factory bar and underground network barbara tucker john welsh louis vega as a resident dj and that to me is when i really felt it mm. that to me you know that was a very pivotal moment for me and where i finally felt like i this is where i'm supposed to be and this is where i'm gonna soar and it did, it gave me all of that because it gave me my dance career. It gave me all of those connections and, and it gave me the platform to travel around the world and to see the world and see other people of the world. And then be, I was the court jester. I was always funny. I grew up with laughter. I grew up with humor. My family, my, my father and his brothers are a riot. It was just, we grew up laughing. Mm -hmm. And so it was just an easy, it's no coincidence or it's not a shock to anyone in my family that I would be doing comedy. Right. Um, and because we were funny. And so traveling around the world and being in all of these different stages and places and everything mm. else, I we needed a break. It wasn't just about the dance and everything else. All of a sudden it's, you know, we be in the moment, you know, it was improv, it was creating characters, it was doing all of that other kind of stuff. So it just gave me that it opened the door for me to, to be everywhere else that I was destined to finally, ultimately go to, you know, that like each transition made sense from martial arts to dance made sense. And then from dance to comedy made sense to, to go from my only voice was my body and movement without words. And then to go from that to it's only my voice mm. with no one else.
you know, I can incorporate everything else. I can incorporate my body. I am physical on stage. I'm not afraid of movement or anything like that. But it was really wild to go from that. Like, I'm not even speaking to that's all I have. Is the voice, your words. But, and right, my words, but to be able to um, get the job done with my body, with a facial expression, with, you know, just all of that. So it all, it was all perfectly timed for me. I love the embracing of the transitions because, mm -hmm. you know, we've talked and I've said that's what a lot of this is about because so many of us have gone through all these different transitions that for somebody who checks you at this particular stage, they're like, I don't get it. And you're sitting there like, oh, I wish I could explain to you how I know it seems like these things are disconnected and it seems disjointed, but it actually makes really good sense. Yeah. It all makes and really good sense. And before this thing does what it's about to do, <laughs> I'm gonna pause us. <laughs> I'm gonna pause us and reset. Ooh. And so we get a nice clean intermission because we're professional. And <laughs> we're gonna get this together. So we're gonna take a quick break and I might leave this in and it's time for intermission. So if you have your beverage, sip your tasty beverage. I might just insert a little ad or, or something right about here. Mm. Mm. There we go, cheers. We'll be back in a minute, guys. moves when we get into these it's like you know it's these are people that I actually really enjoy and I and and we're just gonna get down so you know grab your drink your beverage whatever it may be get a snack get comfortable chime in you know we're gonna have this on a couple of different platforms as I said this will be video this will be audio um, there's an Instagram up now um, you know, we're doing stuff. So just get on the mailing list, stay up with it, follow Lori. What's the, let's let's do some plugs really quick. Lori, okay. where can they follow you? Well, really nowhere. Um, because uh we're in a pandemic and <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, but really right now I'm just on um, you know, I have the Instagram, I do have a Twitter, but I'm really just on Facebook right now. Um I don't tweet and after the breach that I heard about today, um, you know, I'm like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, no, thank so, you. Uh, but IG, um, if I could remember my password, which I'm working on it, I'm working, I'm working on it. I don't remember what the hell it is, and I don't want to lose that IG, and I don't want to start some new shit. So, yeah, man, your IG's um, cool. <laughs> but my IG, it is, right? It's cute, so. But I haven't been on it in a year. Wow. Close to. Yeah, no, it's been a minute. So I've gone like I I've missed everything on IG for this whole pandemic, which I heard is a lot. So yeah. Uh, but my IG is funny dancer the number eight, and um and I will get it back. I will remember the password. I just Please. it's. We you want know, you to come there's play. like we're posting all of our guests on. No, 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 I know. Too, so. No, 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 I'm gonna do it. I'll, I'll start another one just for you because that's Aww. how much I love you. I will Thank totally you. start and get we can start right, off together. So, so I'll do that, and I'm gonna write down my password and leave it somewhere. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but Funny Dancer Eight, and then Facebook. Uh, follow me on Facebook. I'm very vocal, um, and. Uh, and I don't mince words, and um, and it's just it's just my name, L O R I S O M M E R. It is pronounced summer. No, it's not summer. There's no S at the end. It's not a summoner. <laughs> it's summer. That's how I said it, and that's how you have to say it back. Okay, summer. it's it's summer. It's the season with an O. And yes, that's how like it's Donald pronounced. Summer. Right. You don't say comb. You say come. It's summer. You stop it. All right, that's my name. I used to, I used to, when, when we used to be on tour, we'd be like, oh my God, do a rap. So I would always do a rap, be like, my name is Lori, and that's no lie. And if you don't like it, I will punch you in your eye. And I would, actually, I would totally you hit you in your eye. That's, that's or the throat. Rap. That's gangster yeah. rap, Lori, that's, that's No, that, rap. no. 
No, because I come from the hip hop that was, you know, it was, it was fun. Um, so you've been on the road with some like amazing people back when you were out there dancing. And again, mm -hmm. hip hop dancing. For me, when I thought about you, I was just like, this takes me back to such a happy free time and the music. So I went and pulled up yep. the Mariah uh -oh. Carey fantasy um, sweet dub because that one for me was one of those dance floor, like in your head, you almost see that like moment in the movie 54 where like the glitter falls out the sky. Mm -hmm. Everything yep. is beautiful at the moment. And, yeah. and I was just like, yeah, I want to live in that era for a moment. And I want you to talk about being out there in it. That, that means we've seen you, you know, mm -hmm. before we knew you, we saw you. Let's talk about some of these amazing people you were out on the road with and got to see the world with. Um, well, just to go back a little bit of, um, I, I go back, I was a club MTV dancer. So mm. that is kind of what started, you know, like getting me where I needed to ultimately be. And, uh, so that was my first TV gig was doing mm. club MTV and then, uh, sound factory part, you know, like that's, I, I was a, a club dancer on Long Island. I was a go-go dancer. I worked in all of the clubs. I was one of the platform dancers. My father hated every <laughs> second of it. He he used to ask me, he'd be like, what are you wearing? I'm like, I am not showing you what I'm wearing. I even had a curfew, like they, uh, whatever. Really? So yes, I had a strict Italian father, honey. He was like, you need to be home by two. Or, and I, I was like, well, I'm four. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm dancing until three, daddy. I can't be like, I gotta go. My daddy wants me home. Like I couldn't <laughs> do that in my early twenties. So, so I was, you know, in the club dancing and then I got my click and uh, a friend of mine said, you need to come to this club. And he brought me to Sound Factory Bar and that was it. You know, like I, I, I got to the Sound Factory Bar and um, someone, one of the security guards saw me dancing on the floor and said, who are you? You need to be one of the dancers here. Come back next week and audition. So I went back to the phone and I had stopped dancing wow. for uh, a, a year because uh, I got punched in the face and these are all new teeth that happened out Long Island. So I stopped going dancing for a little while. That's totally different show. So, so I stopped doing that for a while and then I started again at Sound Factory Bar. I auditioned the following week. Barbara Tucker saw me, Don Wells saw me, and then that was it. I became her back da background dancer. Um, and so I started going into rehearsals and everything. And, you know, I was green. I used mm. to choreograph and everything. And, you know, I had that discipline in my body mm. for martial arts, but I was really kind of green. I didn't take dance classes. It was from there that I really started transitioning. and. You know, I didn't even realize that I was rocking with legends back then. You know, like the Willie Ninja. I started working with Willie Ninja. He was my, but he was my friend. I didn't know the legend of Willie. I just knew Willie, and mm -hmm. I just knew that he and I just adored each other. And I used to speak to him every day on the phone, and and I used to go with him to. He used to teach models how to work the runway and he used to bring me with him you know and I didn't know like I didn't know I didn't know Archie Burnett that I was rocking with legends I didn't realize uh, yeah. everything you know I was working with Keith Williams God rest yeah. his soul I was working with Randy Connor and and you know like all of these people that I just fell into just by being you know uh, I was already part of a dance troupe with Keith Williams he started this troupe called Shades of Black I used to take class with him every week and that's how i um you know really started that that was really the foundation of my dance classes was working wow. with the man that choreographer janet and you know like and videos and all this other kind of stuff and he asked me to be a part of their troupe which is like what i'm just some i'm some chick from long island like i no what is happening and so i just went with it and I did the reel to reel tour. The first time that we went out, uh, we went on tour for a month and I, I just went from country to country and my friends, my dear friend, my sister, Marlene Ortiz, who is actually now Madonna's personal trainer, um, 
but her and I toured with Real to Real together and um, and she's ultimately, so we'll get there, but she's Bon Bon. She's the reason why I Bon okay, Bon. Okay, so, there we go. So her and I, we did our first tour together and then she left the tour and went to SUNY Purchase. She went to go get her education and everything else. And I continued on the tour until we stopped touring. And um, so I was dancing with Barbara. I was dancing with Real to Real. Uh, I started working with Shaggy. And I should also say, I'm naturally a blonde. So this, I dyed my hair dark uh, wow. back in, in the late 90s. Uh, now I'm doing the roots red because it's a pandemic and who cares? And eventually, <laughs> eventually I'll go back to blonde because I'm tired of the gray hair. Um, but- it Blends well. Uh, uh, you know, It'll blend so, better. <laughs> uh, but when I was uh, a blonde, that was, you know, in the, in the early, and mid 90s it was cute you know especially being in the house and the reggae scene mm. um blonde hair was totally fine and then uh around 95 when the work for a dancer and a background dancer really started switching over to r&b mm -hmm. and that and i wasn't getting booked at all because of um maybe my skill I doubt it, but, um, <laughs> but Brush it up. Oh, that was I a good one. one of these. Right. Um, <laughs> but part of it was my hair. The last gig that I did as a blonde was with Whitney Houston. It's not right, but it's okay. Mm. And, uh, you know, I had, I was blonde naturally, but then of course I had to go lighter because, you know, yeah, well, you have to pop, you know, Hello. we all know right. things have but to I, pop. Yeah. Right, and I popped way too much. Um, I was right behind her for the video shoot for the dancers, and uh, once we started filming, the director, you know, like was like she's standing out way too much, mm. and um, so finally, I heeded the advice from my dear friend, God rest his soul, Voodoo Ray, mm. another legend in the industry, very dear friend of mine, and he said to me, dye your hair dark. They won't know what you are. Mm -hmm. You'll get more work. Mm -hmm. And he, he said, like, between my, I have a very nice ass for a white person. It's, <laughs> um, I live in a Dominican neighborhood. I'm convinced it's how I got my apartment um, because I walked into the meeting backwards. And, um, and had a great ass. But, yeah. Well, that was my, that was, <laughs> I had two nicknames when I was a dancer. It was white girl that could dance and white girl with an ass. So, anyway. So, I dyed my hair dark and then right away I started working with Mariah Carey and then I worked with Monifa I worked with Tony Braxton I worked with Natalie Cole God rest her soul I worked um with I worked with Eve I did uh, hip-hop and rap tours and everything so it just opened up a whole different world for me because there wasn't really the work at that time for house and reggae I actually, I, I create, I wrote a one woman show called Another Door. And um, because, you know, the same, one, more, one door closes, another, another door opens. opens. And so it was called Another Door and it, re and it talked about the entirety of my life starting as a teenager when I got bullied, you know, and uh, because I always struggle with that through my 20s, through my late teens and through my 20s and once I got hurt, I was in my early 30s, and so I had I was just still. Um, one of the hardest films for me to watch was Frida, uh, mm. or Frida the Kahlo mm. in the yeah. beginning, when you just, she was laying in bed and she just went from day to night and night to day and night to day and day to night. And, and I understood that because mm. that was my existence. I couldn't walk. I hurt my back within a couple of days that I, I couldn't walk. Um, and, I was still, I ultimately had surgery. It was emergency surgery and I had to go to the ER. I almost lost use of my left leg. Mm -hmm. um, they said that like, they said that I had days before I would have had drop foot. Um, I have permanent nerve damage. And mm -hmm. so it was, but when that happened, I mean, I remember the first day that I couldn't walk 
and I was laying in bed and uh, and I never questioned it. I never, I did, it was never like this moment of why me or poor me. Mm. Um, actually, the first day that I couldn't walk, it was, I was also dating someone and he called me and told me that he got his ex pregnant and he, she was keeping the baby. So I, oh, well, that's I even, fun. And that was in the same day, right. That, I, that was in the same day that I couldn't walk, but I say it because that's how profound it was. Yeah. I, I couldn't walk. I was by myself in the city. My roommate was on tour with Sean Paul or Mary J. Blige, someone. And, and I, I was humiliated. So I didn't want to call anybody because I was so embarrassed by what happened and I couldn't do any of the things that I always did as a coping mechanism or a therapy for myself. I couldn't go for a walk. I couldn't go out to a club dancing. I couldn't go into my bedroom and turn off the lights and put the music on and just dance in my room. Like mm. those were all things that I did and I couldn't do any of it. And I just had to lay there like Frida and in that scene in the movie and, and I just looked up at God and I said, I said, I don't know why, I don't know why all of this is happening today, but I, I trust you. Mm -hmm. And, and that was it. Like I never, I was thankful that it happened to me as opposed to one of my dancer friends, because I didn't wish that pain on anyone. Mm. I didn't, I didn't wish anything. I was like, if it's going to happen to any of us, let it be me. And it's like, I, I took that on and, um, and I just, just focused that that's when I, I really sat and, and saw everything as a blessing and, and having all of that time to be still, I was able to look back on my life of how everything went into the other. And for 19 years, I was, I was still bothered about being bullied. I was still bothered by that girl and mm. that did it. And I still had this anger towards her. And it was 19 years where I finally said, Oh my God, thank God that that happened because it was that, that, put me into martial arts to give that discipline to my body. I wasn't mad that I got hurt, but I had a beautiful career that I created from nothing. Like, mm. it, you know, like I remember there was one time that uh, with real to real and we went, we were in Turkey and um, someone had a yacht and they brought us out into the Mediterranean on their yacht. And everybody's in the front of the boat, chilling out, hanging out. And I went into the back of the boat by myself and there was, music playing and I'm on the back of this yacht in the Mediterranean just looking up at the sky saying how the hell did I get here mm. I'm a I'm a chick from Long Island with nothing and you're but there. I'm on a yacht right and they paid yeah. me to get here I'm staying in a really nice hotel they're giving me per diem like th this it was beyond anything and so I I wasn't upset about it and I really learned to appreciate it not that I wish bullying on anybody but when I wrote my one woman show, I, I, what I wanted to give to people, I wanted them to feel everything, um, which supposedly I was able to do. Um, but I, I wanted, I wanted people to find the blessings that, yes. you know, it's like Mr. Rogers says, you know, it's like when, whenever there's something tragic, look for the people that are helping. Right. And, and I love that about him. And, um, he was my favorite as a kid. I, oh, just, I, I, I wish for that show. I lived, lived, for, lived for him. Yeah, and, seriously. But I just, I, what was, what was being sad or angry going to do for me? It wasn't going to be good for my spirit. It wasn't going to be mm -hmm. good. Like the, I had to just trust this time and take it for what it was. And it brought me into a world that I never would have known. It, mm -hmm. it connected me to people that I never would have met. And it, it gave me something where I would be able to help somebody else. And, you know, because there were other dancers after me that got hurt and there are other people that, you know, like just came into my life after that, that I was able to connect them to this and this and this worked for me and this didn't work for me and this is what I do and all this other kind of stuff. And, and then it, I also looked at it as a blessing of the universe saying to me, okay, you have to stop focusing on dance and going to auditions for dance and now dedicate all of your time and energy to comedy. Mm. And because I was... Um, I used those years as uh, like going to college, you know, right. of, of learning. And I learned every act. I learned how to, I, I was running shows. I was making all of the connections with everybody that was coming up back then. And, um, and I, 
I created a theater company with some friends and we created an improv troupe with some friends and I was making the different connections. I started directing a show and writing sketches and doing all this other kind of stuff. Like I learned everything. I loved the performing aspect of it, but I realized I really loved the behind the scenes aspect of it as well. And I, I liked that I was able to be in an environment where I could help other people work on their art and their craft. And because I had that mentality of that precision of thinking, like mm -hmm. I did in my martial arts days mm -hmm. where I wanted to and, and, and be a good listener and to live in the moment of silence because silence is glorious as a comedian. People think that it's, that, you, that they get scared of the silence. It's, no, I get scared of chatter. If, if they're chatting while I'm on stage, that means they're not listening to me. Right. But when I have that silence where I know that they're hanging on every single word that it is that I'm saying, and that's a magical place. And the reward mm -hmm. is the laughter because I know they're gonna laugh. If they don't laugh, then whatever. Like, I don't even, there was a pivotal moment for me on stage one time as well where, um, because everybody, everybody bombs on stage. Every single comedian, Richard Pryor has bombed, George Carlin has bombed, all of the greats, Chris Rock has bombed, Jerry Seinfeld, Ellen DeGeneres, like all of these people have bombed on stage. And it's, what do you do? You learn and you grow from those moments. Right. I'm not scared of those moments and I don't get hung up on them. Yeah, yeah, of course I have an ego. I might feel weird or embarrassed, and especially if my peers are watching, they're like, wow, I just ate my own ass mm -hmm. on stage, mm -hmm. you know? But I also, I brush it off because I'm not, what was I on stage for 15 minutes? So I'm gonna let those people in that, that don't know me in that 15 amount of minutes of time dictate whether I'm funny or not. Maybe I just was off my game. Maybe some other kind of, maybe something else. Maybe they all had a meeting before coming to the show and say, we're not gonna laugh at Lori Summer. Like maybe, I don't know, but I, I brushed it off. It, right. was, it was that for me. And because they did not, I know that I'm funny. I don't, right. me, I enjoy my own company. I make myself laugh. Like my, my mom will laugh. Um, I'm also a caregiver for my mom and dad. So, um, so I'm with them right now and, uh, and I realized just how much humor, you know, like a bit, it's sustaining us. Like we're having a good time throughout this and I'm loving every single moment of it. I'm blessed for it. But my mom laughs at me because if I do something where I start laughing, I say something and I start laughing. I'm like, I don't even need you here. You know, like, <laughs> so she's always laughing at me because that's just how it is. For me um laughter is is healing dance is healing music yes. is healing yes. food is healing uh, you know just all of those things so to long story long <laughs> uh, you can go long and um so marlene like i said uh her and i did our first tour together and um i forget around when it was um I, I maybe around 2013, maybe um, she started doing um, burlesque show with uh, our friend, her friend Sabrina, my friend Sabrina from the Cover Girls. So, and they were doing it in the South Bronx at this place called Charlie's, and um, and we would go there. It was a beautiful restaurant, amazing food, and we would go there, of course, to support our girls mm -hmm. and. So I went a couple of times to watch the show and it was just, they would come out and you know, there would be a couple of dancers, Sabrina would come out and sing and she would kind of host it, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the time I, I called up Marlene and I said, I want to host your show. And she said, oh my God, I was speaking with my co-producer this morning saying that we needed a host for the show. Synchronicity. And, hello, so <laughs> that was it. And then I, I became the host of Bon Bon Burlesque. And, and I loved it because it married everything for me. Everything, like I was able to dance and feel cute and put on glitter and mm -hmm. not be judged for it because I'm a grown woman and people look at me weird when I'm wearing glitter and I don't understand why. Well, so, we do it if you uh, go to Target or Walmart, Lori. Yeah, that's a problem. It is it. What about when I go to 7 Eleven to get a slurping? Sometimes I just want to spark off. So, uh, <laughs> my friends used to do that to me all the time. Like, we were going to go out to the club one night, and, and you know, like, I'm in my 40s, and they're going, 
you're not gonna wear the glitter are you like don't Lori refrain glitter makes people right. happy so hello so anyways so it gave me that that freedom to encompass everything all right. of my performance and um and i just i i loved it you know it it's becoming that that character i was the madam you know mm. like my name was madam honey and uh and she was raw and she was honest and she didn't mince words and she just said it and and i love basically you like vamped up and all zhuzhed that's up it and right yeah yeah okay. right and I, and I was <laughs> able to i was able to do it and and be it and for mm -hmm. it to be accepted you know it, it, in that environment it was totally accepted and in regular life, that's when people would be like, oh, wait, what did she just say? Or, you know, like, because, I mean, like, people would even say that, you know, after the show and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you went there with that guy or, you know, like with that couple or whatever. And I, I would always, I love uncomfortable moments. We did, though, talk about um, you being an instructor, a teacher, and, and helping to help other comics develop here's the thing i want to know do you like being called a comedian a comic which is your preference and do, or do you have one for how people refer to you before we get into your I, I i don't like the to distinguish it between a male and a female you know i don't i don't want to be called a uh, a female comic no i'm okay. comic like right. my vagina has nothing to do with it like the only thing it, it maybe having being a woman inspires my perspective right or my life experience but I'm going to talk about things where you're going to be able to relate to it because right. I'm talking about real life. And, uh, you know, like that, that's something that was always very important to me that I always wanted to, people to see themselves within mm -hmm. certain things, you know, um, especially like with my injury, when I did the one woman show, it, it wasn't just for someone that was a dancer or something like that. Like I wanted anyone to see that when you are faced with, trauma or tribulation within your life that you can search for the blessings you have you know there's 24 hours in a day so you could spend 23 hours and 55 minutes being negative or feeling a certain way but five minutes out of the day just focus on what did it give you mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. you just grow that and I, I that's what I wanted to because we're all human beings we're all um one of the great things so Jim Mandrinos is um he was the teacher at Gotham Comedy Club and I was his assistant and he is just brilliant. You know, like everything that he has done and, and you know, like he, there's so many key things that, that I learned as a teacher because of him. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he gave, you know, like always just gave such profound advice that, that would transcend outside of yourself as an artist it was mm. it was as a human being and you know just just always being truthful and organic and a good listener and and just speaking your truth you know and and that's what i loved you know a lot of people ask you know can can you teach somebody to be funny and and you can't it's either mm. someone's funny or they're not what what we teach is for them to feel confident in because they're getting into comedy for a reason they've been told that they're funny by someone else or mm. maybe someone's learning it to be a, a, a public better public speaker or whatever or just try something but people that really want to pursue it as an art and as a career they've been told that they were funny mm. and we just cut out all of the little nuances that make you appear new and green mm -hmm. and we just we give you the tools we give you the tools to to do that jump from a to c so you don't have to go worry about going to a to b and then b to c we're going to cut out all of that middle stuff mm -hmm. to help you to get there faster to learn from our mistakes to after all of these years in and and our experiences and stuff you know like he and i were a really good team together because he he creates on the page and I create on the stage. I need to talk it out. I'm a freestyler. I was a freestyle dancer. Everything mm. was just flow for me. So I'm going to just take, I have an idea. I'm not saying that I won't write it out a little bit. I might, but I just need that keyword. And then I just need to flow with it. Uh, because once I get on the stage and I'm flowing with it, I've already done it. 
Right. You know, like I've done it as I'm sitting on the subway. I've done it as I'm driving in a car. I've done it as I'm walking down the street. I'm flipping. This never, there's no downtime. No quiet. Up here. It's a bit, ever. Like, it's very hard for me to meditate. Um, you know, if I'm in nature, completely different. When I'm in nature and I could just listen to, you know, the sound of wind and the birds and people laughing off in the distance mm -hmm. and just water, like that is where I can finally rest my mind and, right. and ground myself. But other than that, and even then, it's still like all the stuff going on in the background. I'm I'm always choreographing. I'm always writing comedy. I'm always, you know, like it's just it's it's constant. It's absolutely constant. It's maddening, actually, a little bit. <laughs> it's a little bit. I find that most of us that are like really, like not just creative by trade, but almost by calling, or not almost by calling. It's a calling mm -hmm. to do a lot of what we do. Um, I find that a lot of us, we don't dial completely out, even when we think we're taking that downtime. You know, I'm big on self-care. I keep saying this over and over again. But even in that, like, I could be soaking and still be like, you know. And then it's like, girl, mm -hmm. be where you are in the moment. Relax, breathe, take it easy. The stuff will still be there. You know, yeah. that, that, that's, a, that, that's an art form unto itself, is creative souls, who are, again, are doing it from a place more of a calling and feeling like it's my job while I'm here to do these things, to make people feel good, to help other people, to be open to others, to to pass on a message, a good word, um, something encouraging. Like, I love what you're saying about, you know, when you go through these trials and things, I'm a firm believer that we don't just go through, through them for ourselves. It might be mm -hmm. a soul lesson that we have to get go through, but at yep. the same time, I've lived it enough that I know there's always someone who comes along that you'll see a crisis about to happen or they'll reach out and you can go, I, I get it. You know, I'll help, you know, let me come let me talk to you for a couple of minutes. You're not alone. That's a big thing for me is you're not alone. Right. And I think shared experiences, which is one of the things I really wanted to do with this is let's share those experiences. But, you know, in being all of these things that we all are, we have got to do better. It's like, to dial it down a little bit and just like, it's totally relatable. Cause I always say it's like, there are five hamsters in there all on their own wheels and they are going, going, going. One might take a nap. The other four are like doing their thing, chatting, drinking up some coffee and having a good old time. And I'm sitting there at like three o'clock in the morning. Like, I just want to go to sleep now. You know, mm -hmm. tomorrow's another day. And that's a whole other discipline within all these other disciplines that we have that I think that we have to be kinder and gentler to ourselves with and make that space and that focus for shut it down. Right. We've got to get better at shutting it down because it's like, you know, we've got so much to do. We still yeah. have so much to do. In Lori fashion, we're gonna keep looking for those silver linings, the what can yeah. you gain from these moments that are painful, traumatic, life-changing, to be better, to do more yeah. for others, to build some new ways and new connections and new, a brave new world, so to speak. And I want to be a part of that. And I know you're doing that and let's all just get in here and be a part of it together and just continue to move safely and keep speaking truth to power through our work and, yeah. and spotlighting each other and lifting each other up and showcasing. And like I said, getting together and having these conversations because it's really, you know, we could have gone through that damn list of questions like check, 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 but. Right. Um, I still feel like the organic, you know, just the conversation thing, I think people, you know, will gain a lot from this. Um, you're incredibly interesting. You're an absolutely you. beautiful soul. I feel Thank blessed you. to know you. And I'm Twice still tripping big time off of literally how white girl from Long Island, the black girl from Queens literally have been living parallel lives yeah. in like so many ways. It's like, and how is that and how deep that is especially now with what we're facing in the world you yeah. know it's yeah it's it's, it's like it's yeah deep. we're the same we're the same if like, we what is, if, it's if the same else, there we are side by side we're an example of we're more the same and we're more connected than than people i think want to see but like you said 2020 is the year of sight we need to see right and we need to really start seeing each other which is you know, like I said, there's one of the big things for me with this show is people got to get past the perfectly pretty pose pictures and 
everything that looks perfect and let's get real about none of us are where we are doing what we do because we just snapped our fingers and wiggled our noses and made it happen. Oh, I so wanted to do that. I know it would have been easy, but these I would, are all I was journeys. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, you know, it ain't that easy. And everybody has a story to tell. And one of the things for me making my adjustments now is of course I'm doing music, but I miss this. I miss the time where I get to be the, do the behind the scenes, like you were talking about. Again, I won't spaz over. Oh my God, I get it. You know, the behind the, the, behind the scenes development and working with people and building and creating and directing. I love that. But more than that, I love just being able to take some time out and connect with another soul, another human being here doing what they're called to do, doing their work and being light and, and getting to do it. And, you know, we use what we got to put it out there. We got these tools, let's use them. So I just, God bless you. Much love. God bless you, I adore you. respect and progress and goodness and thank you. I think that you were exactly what we needed to start Vibes, Moods and Moves off because, you know, like- Thank I said, you, I'm absolutely thing. honored. Because of you, I don't feel like I have to necessarily tell my story because your story is my story, is the next chick's story is the next, that guy over there's story. And we're all sitting out here, no one's alone. We all, this is our story. And I just love you. Thank you so much. I love you too. being with open, you know, and real. And thank you. Thank you for, um, for thinking of me. Thank you to Kat for bringing us together. And thank you for this platform where people can feel like they connect and, and make a difference. And, you know, that if, if, if everything happens for a reason if yeah. that is truth then it happened to me because i'm supposed to become better because of it and help somebody else find their greatness through it you know it all it all serves its purpose and um and i always give thanks you know we all go through traumas we all go through tribulations and and you just have to find a way to give thanks for it you may not understand why right now you may not see it and you, you know and I'm not talking about death or whatever, because that's never, it's not that. It's mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the loss of someone because that is completely different. And that's a different kind of healing. Uh, and you have to do different things for coping. But when you, the hills and the valleys, and I'm really talking about the valleys, you have to find a way to be thankful for it. If you didn't get that job that you wanted, if you didn't get that person that you wanted, if mm -hmm. you didn't get any of those things, if it didn't work out that way, as opposed to being so tight over it, just being like, okay, I might not see it now, but I'll see it. I'll get there and I'll figure, I'll find out why mm -hmm. one day. And just to give thanks for it now, like I'm thankful that it happened this way because that's sending me to where I'm supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be wrapped up in that. I'm supposed to go that way. So just keep going that way. And I think that's the reason why we didn't meet on the dance floor 25 years ago, because we were supposed to meet now. But when I will see you on the dance floor. When we're the women we are now with all of that, yeah. this is why this had to happen now. So girl, you know, you'll be back. Just I know. You know, you'll to be, be back. To be continued. To be continued. And for you guys watching, thank you so, so, so much for tuning into this very special first Vibes, Moods and Moves kicked off truly the way this show is meant to what it's about i hope you enjoyed this time with the lovely Lori summer the one and the only come on does it get better than this really guys come on this is this, is, this is what we're about here so i really hope you enjoyed i also hope that you go by um the instagram and, and connect over there too it's vibes moods moves at instagram it's brand new come on and join uh you can also catch the audio versions of this over my website still at www.janaejordan.com and of course you can also subscribe over on apple and itunes and i'm going to be shifting this over into a couple of different platforms and uh we'll keep you posted on that but that's why you need to hit me up on the instagram and the mailing list on my website and you can even also pop by at janae jordan music on facebook and like and follow oh. and share over there too we're gonna be putting this stuff all over the place support each other lift each other Please. up tell our stories we've got to tell our stories come together this is the time this is the moment so you're welcome join us Come on, get in, get in where you fit in, bring a beverage, a snack, a good friend, you know, and let's, let's, let's lift each other up. So please 
Until the next time, be good to yourself so that you can continue to be reach into other people's worlds in your own special way with positivity and be good to them because good God knows. Right about now, we all need to be being good to each other. So till next Absolutely. time, peace, love, and light. God bless you. I love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yay!